Inside the Game, brought to you by Raider Media. Well, the Bulls have undergone a revolution of sorts over the past few months. A new director of rugby in Jake White, some new players and a brand new CEO. Welcome to Inside the Game, where we feature the Bulls' new man in charge, Edgar Rathbone. Edgar, welcome to the show. Derek, thanks so much. Appreciate it. No, absolute pleasure. Edgar, uh, I can imagine it's been... Um, quite a busy few days since the announcement was made last week. Uh, you taking over from Alphonse Mayer, who decided to, to quit the role last month. And, yeah, was it a an opportunity you, you, you took almost immediately? Uh, we're going to get to your background shortly. But, yeah, I can imagine uh, when someone like the Bulls come calling, um, yeah, you don't say no quickly. Yeah, Derek, I wouldn't say it was an something i decided quickly i mean we've uh i've built up great bonds here at the lions and uh i think we've we've had a very very good seven years that i've been here uh build up great friendships we have great sponsors and partners um so tough to leave that behind but uh but yeah i mean it's a, it's a great opportunity that that obviously presented itself yeah you say uh seven years you started back in, in 2013 if I, if I recall, you were head of finance and administration in 2013. So, I mean, the rapid <laughs> rise that you've had um, through the different positions over at the Lions have certainly ended with you taking over this position over at the Bulls. But, yeah, you have worn a, a number of different caps over at the Lions uh, in these past seven years. Yeah, as you say, I started off head of finance and admin in 2013, which was quite an interesting introduction, um, being out of Super Rugby. And all the sponsors uh, basically uh, walking away at that time. Um, and then, yeah, went into a CFO position and then took over the commercials. And uh, and in 2017, lucky enough to be back to uh, managing director of, of our commercial company and the Dranza Stadia. So, yeah, I was, I mean, very fortunate that, that guys like, like Rudolf and Altman here backed me through these changes in careers and uh and yeah as you said it was quite a rapid rise but with great support talk us through the 2013 baptism of fire you alluded to it a little earlier regarding super rugby and the lions not being involved at the time i mean yeah it, it couldn't have been easy given that specific role where, where money is everything and and you in charge of the numbers and yeah the numbers simply <laughs> weren't coming in yeah i know it was uh it was a few awkward phone calls to uh to creditors and that sort of thing but but again i mean it was there's great people in this in the in the lions rugby community that sort of understood that um and then obviously going into going into that super rugby playoff against the kings um where it ended up as points difference of two points um and i think people forget how close it actually was and how close it was to the Lions probably being out of Super Rugby for a very long time if that if that wasn't the case, you know. So it was nice edge stuff, uh, but lucky enough that we got through that and then and then uh, sort of upwards and onwards from there, you know. And uh, like I said, great partners came on board. Uh, I think if I recall correctly, Johnson's workwear was the first one that that supported us in 2014. Uh, Xerox coming back, and then obviously a big signing of uh, of Emirates at the end of 20, 2014, uh, which really was sort of the springboard. 
Yeah, it's amazing if you look back from those 20, 13 years from a side being out of Super Rugby and how they managed to bounce back incredibly well. People always point to what took place on the field, but of course there's what happens off the field that leads uh, to a lot of the success on it as well. So um, that would be ma- massive feather in the caps of yourself, um, Rudolf Strali, uh, amongst uh, many. And yep. I mean, talk us through that succession phase that you had in terms of succeeding on the field, I think, what was it, three Super Rugby finals uh, over the last couple of years? Yeah, it was, it was, what, what it was 20, 2016, 17, eight, 18, if I recall correctly. Um, yeah, I would look, it was, a, it was a special period, you know. There was, um, I think we were lucky enough that we, we managed to keep the, the coaching squad and players together for quite a period of time. Uh, where a lot of the players arrived here as sort of no names um, and uh, and really became superstars, you know, and uh, guys like Franco Mostert and those uh, winning the World Cup last year. So I think that was part of the success, keeping everybody together. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it, it, it reflects on the field, Derek, and there was a great sort of family atmosphere well, there still is yeah at the lines, you know, and that's and you and you can't walk away from that. You 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 really need to treasure that. Yeah, if ever I think of the saying "the whole is greater than the sum of its parts," I always yeah. immediately think of the Lions in terms of the team and how well they did with the lack of superstars. And and I don't mean to disparage any players that were in that side because, of course, they went on to superstardom. You think of the yeah. likes of yeah. Warren Whiteley, Courtney Scusson, Andres Kutsier. They all went on to become boxer. Uh, Ross Cronier, uh, to name but yeah. a few. But initially, it, it was it was almost hand-me-downs from, from other sides. And <laughs> you, you guys managed to work them up into this powerhouse unit, which became the cream of the crop in, in South African rugby and, and uh, in the Southern Hemisphere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there. There was there was a lot of guys that came over from from other unions, and I think that's where Akers and Swayze uh, and Rudolph at that time was very good at identifying very good talent. You know, uh, Faf de Clare coming from the Pumas. Um, I mean, it's also I mean just the the way things started. I remember quite clearly uh, 2014 first game back into Super Rugby playing against the Cheetahs. Um, and Manitz Borsov kicking a drop goal in extra time to to get that first win and sort of springboard the momentum for for years to come. You know, uh, rugby is a funny game, so you never know how it would have ended if if that first game didn't happen in that way. You know. Yeah, you mentioned Johan Ackerman, and uh, we've got Swayze, and it's it, it must have been a tumultuous time losing uh, the likes of, of Johan Ackermann, who, who went over to Gloucester. Of course, we all know how well he did as coach over at the Lions. And, yeah. of course, it, it's the same with every team. You you go through different phases and uh, you've got to start a, a whole new wave of recruits, especially when it comes to coaching. But, yeah, you, you went over from Johan Ackermann, Swayze, the brain, etc. I mean, how, how big a blow is that, losing people of that caliber and having known how well they are to the entire machine that is the Lions. Uh, no, look, it's obviously a, it's a it's a massive loss. Uh, but I think something that that we also got right here is uh, sort of working off that All Black model, where your next coach gets groomed in the system, and when there's a change, the next guy is is ready to take over. I think they've had great success with that with 
Steve Hansen uh, after Graham Hendry and now Ian Foster after Steve Hansen. So I think that's that was it's it's part of the story here that you know there's always a succession planning um, after Johan came Swayze and after Swayze came Cash. You know, so um, that definitely does help. You know, it definitely does help if 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 there's someone in the system that understood what brought success earlier. You know. Do you have any ideas as to when or if we'll see Swayze back in the fold? And I'm not talking just the Lions, <laughs> but but elsewhere. I mean, of course, he, he left the Lions. Uh, he went and joined the Springboks and then and then left the box under fairly controversial and personal circumstances just ahead of the World Cup. Um, it, it's sad to see a, a rugby mind like that not being involved in the sport at the moment. Yeah, look, I mean, he's got he's got math, massive, as you say, a great great rugby mind. Um, when he will be back in a, in a coaching position, that's obviously something you're going to have to ask him. You know, I think he's the work he's doing for SuperSport is fantastic, and uh, just the analysis of of the coin toss of the World Cup shows you where his mind is. You know, he's a he's a he's a great analyzer of of situations. So. I agree. I mean, someone like that, um, we need to keep in the South African rugby system. He can be involved somewhere in the future at at a franchise. Uh, Just uh, final touches on the Lions. How much influence did you have on the day-to-day runnings of matters on the field? Did you have any influence whatsoever? I know that you and I have often been in talks um, via WhatsApp (laughs) uh, in terms of players and personnel and coaching, etc. And and I always wonder, is this just your own opinion and and you don't really have much impact with regards to that? Or or do you have quite, quite a bit of influence when it comes to matters on the field? Look, obviously, I mean, the coaches coaches have got their job. We at the Lions operate a bit differently um, where we have a pro committee that looks at contracting of players and and that sort of thing. Uh, and I've been part of that structure since since 2014 already. So and part, of, part of the contracting and, uh, and looking at players and coming in and out uh, has been I've been involved in that since 2014. But obviously, on-field stuff that's that's the coach's job. Eh? Oh, I, I'm glad to hear. Although I do really value your input, and I'm sure a lot of people do. And one just needs to look at how you have managed to to rise through the ranks to to see that you certainly know mug, uh, no matter what you you dedicate yourself to. Now going back. And like me, you're a, a product of the Eastern Cape. Now, I went to a fairly unfashionable school over in P called Victoria Park VP, and we didn't have many yeah. rugby triumphs over the years, but one that I always loved um, holding on to was our victories over Gill College, uh, where you went to school. <laughs> and, and I remember the first time that I, I played in a winning side um, uh, over Gill. My, my old man, he couldn't believe it. He said, how is that possible? He goes, uh, Gill College produced the, the Duplessis brothers. And... I mean, it's a renowned rugby school, but 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 tell us a bit more about but who is Edgar Rathbone and and how did you come to be where you are right now? Yeah, Derek, as you say, I was fortunate enough to grow up in the Eastern Cape uh, in a in a town called Somerset East. Um, it was a fantastic upbringing uh, to live in a small town like that. Uh, going through primary school and high school at Guild College, uh, a fantastic school, as you say, with with a rich history. Um, I think in the time I was there, it was about 135 years old already, you know, so uh, it's really got a rich history uh, with the Duplessis brothers and Hannes Marie and F.R. Mating and those guys who became Springboks out of that school, you know. Um, yeah, and even even I still recall us taking a, a 
picture when we were on the trick and we were 18, 18 kids that were together from grade one up until matric, wow. which was, which is quite special. You know, I don't think a lot of, a lot of people can say that and, and, and lucky enough to have contact with most of those still. Um, yeah. And then after school went to, went to Stellenbosch, fortunate enough to go there, stayed in res. Uh, and, and it was obviously great times, you know, we, uh, being a student is always fun, but I think being a student in Stellenbosch is, is, is even better, you know? Um, <laughs> So I had, had, a, had a good time there, uh, played a bit of rugby, and then at some stage you, you decide, listen, there's, a, there's still a degree to finish here. Um, and uh, so I had to get that done. Uh, and, then, and then moved up to, to Joburg in, 20, in 2010, uh, which in itself was, was quite daunting. Uh, I, I think I said to someone the other day, it was, it was the second time I actually I came to Joburg. Uh, in my life, so that was that was interesting. Uh, but again, it was it was a decision that time to say, well, get out of comfort zones, and and um, Cape Town is a bit of a comfort zone, especially if you just moved from Stellenbosch to Cape Town, and and gave myself a new new challenge to come to to Joburg and Deloitte, um, and really met met good people uh, that that helped me. Uh, through my career, I mean, I, I met Stefan Krause, who's on the on the board of the Bulls in in 2011. Um, you know, George Rotenbach from from Mega Pro at a at a young age. Actually, I think I met him the first year I was I was in Joburg, and then then got introduced to Altman Ullers, uh at the end of my articles, and he, I was lucky enough that he that he offered me a job to come come to the Lions in 2013. Um, and yeah, I've been there been here ever since. Um, for now, seven and a half years already. Did, did you ever have any aspirations to work in, in the sporting world and not necessarily as a player, but uh, being <laughs> an administrator? Yeah, I, I actually, I, I wish I still had the thing, but uh, I, I wrote an essay in school. I think it was about grade nine where you write essays on, on what you want to be one day. Uh, and I wrote an essay about working in sports and, 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 and I knew I was never good enough to make it as a professional rugby player, but working in sport and using your other skills. So yeah, definitely something I've chased quite hard from, from the first day I started studying. Uh, and as I said, lucky enough to, to meet the right people and got the break quite early. Yeah. I, I think when, when you read up about Edgar Rathbone and, and you ask people about the man, uh, one of the first things that, that is mentioned is uh, his youthful looks. And, and I, I'm not kidding. I mean, this is one of the most recent ones that I saw. It said uh, a youthful-looking Edgar Rathbone posed in front of uh, his new um, office, which is yet at Loftus. <laughs> and, and, yeah, you certainly are one of the youngest, if not the youngest, uh, person to, to fill such a position in, in South Africa. Yeah, as I said, it's uh... – I think I think the youthful looks might disappear quite quickly, <laughs> uh, but but yeah, as I said, lucky enough to to have got the first break in 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 2013 when I was uh, what was that 20 26 27 years old. Um, so that's it's fortunate. Not everybody can can say that, um, but it's it's really just meeting the right people at the right time. So you've taken over the, the role over at the Bulls, and it is arguably one of the most loved franchises in South African sport. And I'm talking across the board, not just necessarily rugby. And I, I don't know what the numbers are in terms of fans, but you will always find a Bulls fan no matter where you are in South Africa. It's uh, 
Mm. It's a franchise that goes back eons and has been highly successful and is undoubtedly the most successful in South Africa when it comes to Super Rugby. Yet, it's been some, some dark times over at the Bulls of late. And yeah, you, you've got to know that the, the, the pressure's on to, to turn it around and, and quickly. Yeah, I mean, I think every professional team goes through through highs and lows. Um, that's just part of part of sport. Yeah, unfortunately, you can't stay on top forever. Um, but I think with with obviously the the board that they have there now and the and, and the appointment of Jake as coach and 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 their plans is is very ambitious, uh, Derek. And and I, I definitely believe they're on the right track. Um, and I'm, and I'm very happy to go on this journey with them and and, and steer steer it into directions that, that they believe the bulls should go and 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 the successes that they believe the the bulls need to achieve and and as you say I mean it's a, it's a fantastically supported franchise by all demographics um, and and the partnership of 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 the bulls and and Mamalodi Sundowns I think can just take this this forward into a whole new dimension um, and with partners that they've got on board like Vodacom. Um, look, it's the recipe is there. It's just to put everything together now. Let's talk about the Jake White factor, a man who has done his sheer duties for South Africa, of course, winning the World Cup back in 2007. Yet despite his successes, he, he's proved to be a, a fairly divisive character within South Africa and beyond. And uh, I read a, a, an article the other day, and again, you can't believe everything you read, but uh, Pedri Vandenbach quoted as saying he was very surprised at the appointment because Jake uh, used to hate the Bulls uh, when he used to coach the box and, and also subsequently when he, he took over the Sharks. And um, have you had many dealings with him since taking over the new role? Yeah, we've had a, we've had a few phone calls, um, Derek. And, and I must say, I mean, it's... Yeah, I mean, there's always there's perceptions out there, and your know, perception is very far from reality. Normally, you know, if you if I had to believe every perception, I would have had to believe that every person that comes to Alice Park gets mugged. You know, <laughs> um, <laughs> that is that is just the reality. But the 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 matter of fact for for Jake is that he's had massive successes as as a coach. Um, he's he's inducted into the World Rugby Hall of Fame. Um, and and my dealings with them has been has been fantastic so far, you know. So, yeah, uh, I mean, if if as I say, if I have to believe everything I read in the media, uh, I think it's a it will be a dangerous world out there. What has been your take on your dealings with them? I mean, in terms of your experiences in the past with with other renowned coaches, looking back to Johan Ackerman, Swayster Brain, um, what does Jake White bring to the party? Has um, have you been? Fairly surprised, impressed with, with your dealings. Uh, again, it's it's been very short, so, uh, yeah. given the fact that you just took over recently. But yeah, I mean, what has what has stood out for you um, in, in dealing with Jake White? No, I, I just think his way of thinking is a bit different from from most people, um, Derek. And I, and I think he's got a he's got a. I mean, he's a he's a serial winner. You know, he he wants to win, and that's and that's a great attribute. You know. Um, and 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 players want to play for him. Um, if you if 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 you talk to players, uh, you, you mention the name that of Jake White. Uh, I think it makes the contracting negotiation even a bit easier. Yeah, I'm sure it does. Now, speaking of contracts, uh, he signed 
we got the Bulls to sign their very first contract uh, since coming on board. Uh, and that was the name of Marcel Fanamava. Very impressive uh, tight head prop rejoining the mm. Bulls. Uh, must be fairly yeah. exciting to, to have him back in the fold. Fantastic, yeah. I mean, it, that's, it's, it's, a, it's a brilliant signing in my mind, you know. And, and I think that's part of, part of what we'll see with this COVID-19 period is maybe a few further overseas players coming back to South Africa and, and playing their trade here again, you know. And Marcel has went over overseas at, a, at a quite a young age. Uh, but I think he's still got a massive impact to have on, on South African rugby in years to come. You know, he's still young for a tight head prop. Um, and I think in every rugby team, that's that's the starting point, a, a tight head prop. And uh, with Marcel and Trevor now at the Vodacom Bulls, uh, I think it's a great start. Any other potential big names that uh, we could see donning the famous blue in, in months to come? <laughs> You're gonna have to wait and see, Derek. Uh, <laughs> yeah, is there? We're hoping there will be a few more. It, I can imagine it. It must because, of course, the money speaks. But when you've got a franchise as big as the Bulls, as you would know, having moved over there, um, I think in the past it, it could have been a question of, well, just invite players to, to join the Bulls, and that should be enough. But those times have since changed. Of course, we've got uh, the pound and the euro screaming, and, and players making the move over there. Um, but but yeah. you want you want to bring pride back into the jersey, not to say there isn't pride there now. But but we've spoken about the, the lean years, and we've gone from winning three Super Rugby titles in in four years to to nothing uh, in what close to a decade now. And uh, yeah, it is a decade, I think. And uh, yeah, I, I'm sure there must be a massive motivation to get the Bulls to a position where it's easy to attract players. And it doesn't just need to be about how many zeros come at the end of that contract, mm. but the fact mm. that they get to represent one of the foremost, if not the most foremost uh, Super Rugby franchise in the country. I 100% agree. I think is the, it, it needs to be a culture thing at the end of the day where people want to play there. Um, and I think, that's where someone like Stefan Krauser, um, who was was quite instrumental in in in, in the success of Saracens uh, and the culture they created there, is adding massive value um, from the board side. Um, look, Pretoria is a great place to live, um, and I think the facilities that the Bulls have and the structure that they have there is inviting for players. And if you can create a culture where people want to stay, not just for the money. Then, then you're definitely on the right track. In terms of that culture, of course, the Blue Bulls are synonymous with Afrikaans. Based in Pretoria, always had uh, dominated by Afrikaans players, coaches, etc. Now suddenly you've got an English-speaking coach. You've got a, a very young CEO in charge um, who is very fluent in English. I think, though, Afrikaans uh, originally, Edgar? Correct, John. Okay, yeah. Someone said, Issa, uh, uh, name, name and surname yeah. doesn't give it away. Eh? <laughs> yeah, Nitafil Engelsen Mandaso. But yes, so, so a, a, a changing of the guard, um, so to speak. And um, do you think that will be tough to, to win fans over as well? Because again, you've got the conservative fans who, who, and again, it's amazing to me. Sorry, I'm hopping back, but uh, the huh? Bulls, people always talk about the Bulls being a conservative brand. Yet mm. they were probably the first to adopt 
incredible running rugby. We look back at the Heineken Mayer era. Um, what was that? That ninety-two three victory of the Reds or something ridiculous like that? Yeah. Um, when Brian Abana was just absolutely amazing. Um, with Puma on board, um, the changing of the kits to the away kits, which was uh, the purple, the color of the Jacarandas, etc. So while the Bulls may have this aura of conservatism, I don't think it really yeah. always has fitted the bull. And and we look back in the past, and, I, and here again, you've got Jake White uh, in charge. You've got this young CEO. And and yeah, again, I, I say changing of the guard, but maybe it isn't so much changing of the guard. Derek, I think it's a fine balance between between keeping the history uh, and, and renewing, you know, um, the the legends that have played for for the Bulls and 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 they're still in and around in Pretoria. You must these guys still play a massive part, um, and we need to get them to to believe in our strategy going forward and believe in the Bulls again because that that changes the perception of, of your general fan. Um, and you need to, you need to get Pretoria businesses and big businessmen within Pretoria, uh, to buy into the strategy. But I, I agree with you. I think bulls have been actually great innovators in the last few years. Um, so I don't think it's that big a change. Um, uh, and, 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 and like I said, someone, someone like Jake with his experience, um, and, and having experienced a lot of different teams, across the world really adds massive value into that you know he knows what works and what doesn't and finally the the dreaded c word and without stating the obvious uh, how incredibly devastating has COVID 19 been uh, in the industry man derek i think it's uh, yeah it's uh it's it's really been challenging um but uh, our biggest our biggest focus right now is to look after each and every employee uh, and making sure him him or her and, her, and their family are, are looked after. Um, we we need to we need to take out every measure to do that, you know, um, and that that is that is the only priority right now. Um, obviously, with that goes and 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 keeping the business businesses running. And we can't do that without the support of partners, and they've been great, you know. So, it's a team effort. It's a it's a South African rugby effort as a whole, um, and 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 the leadership that we've gotten from from SA Rugby through Yuri and Mark has been fantastic in this time. I was speaking to Jacques Fall recently, also on the show, acting CEO of Cricket South Africa, and he said, uh, he, "You can't put into words how devastating it has been." Um, in sport throughout the world. And uh, obviously, it's uncharted waters. So yeah. we don't know when we were going to re- recover from this. And and I see over in New Zealand now that they, they're allowing the, the in-house Super Rugby, so to speak. First, yeah, I was a bit surprised that that was even allowed, using the name Super Rugby while it was a, a completely <laughs> separate competition. But yeah. do, do you think that could be something that South Africa could potentially adopt? So a Curry Cup by another name, for instance? Yeah, I mean, Derek, I think that's to answer that question very, very shortly is just I think that's what makes the whole uh, current situation a bit difficult is the uncertainty. We don't know when we will be able to to get into the park and how that will look like, like you know. Um, but yeah, obviously, we, we're investigating all, all sorts of possibilities, uh, and that might be one of them, you know. Um, we, but the quicker we get onto the park, the better it is for the businesses. And in terms of players with pay, 
Um, have you had to take pay cuts or make pay cuts um, or, or have they been able to survive the chop for now and, and, and how long would that last? No, I mean, it's, I think it's been uh, widely reported that there's been a sort of an industry salary plan that's mm. been agreed upon uh, by all franchises in South Africa. So they, unfortunately, they, we are in a, a scenario of, of, of salary cuts. Um, but that is being applied consistently through all franchises and provinces within South Africa and SA Rugby. Do, do you have, I mean, you said the uncertainty and, and, and of course you, you've certainly got your ear to the ground or, or you would have your ear to the ground along with all the other franchises with regards to when things, if there is some kind of light at the end of this very, very dark tunnel. For now, is it still extremely dark or can you see a, a bit of a glimmer at the end? Yeah, Derek, it's uh, it is quite dark still. Um, as I said, from SA Rugby side, they're doing great work in 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 chatting to government on on how and when we can get back to play. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, right now there's 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 no real clarity on it. Um, but hopefully, in the near f- near future, we will get will get clarity on it. You know, and we and we will know in which which direction we need to go. And if that is playing in front of empty stadiums in the beginning, then then so be it. I think, uh, again, we need to look after everybody and make sure everybody's safe first, and then and then we can worry about the other things. Yeah, we're all certainly holding thumbs, and uh, yeah, we really are missing live sport. Uh, I've spoken a bit about <laughs> it uh, elsewhere, but uh, I host a, a weekly sporting quiz online, and, and we're desperate to get you on as a guest. We've, uh, we're hosting one a little later tonight, um, we've got the likes of Albie Morkel featuring Aidan Markram, etc. So, yeah, sooner rather than later, we'll have the new CEO of the Bulls uh, taking part. But, <laughs> but it's actually a good thing that you're missing out tonight because I, I'd want it so that you are the CEO at the time because you ha- aren't quite filling the role just yet. When do you start officially? Uh, Derek, at this time, the planning is um, is one June. Uh, obviously, I've got a few things to to uh, finalise in my in my current position, uh, and wouldn't want to sort of leave a few things up in the air. Um, so, but yeah, at this stage, the the planning is one June. Ah, oh, brilliant. Well, best of luck in the new role, thoroughly deserved. And uh, yeah, I can only see you going from strength to strength as you've done throughout uh, your relatively short career and. Yeah, best of luck to the Bulls. And, and as we spoke about them being the most successful Super Rugby franchise in SA Rugby history, I'm sure um, that all Bulls fans will be hoping that they return to their former glories and uh, that you'll be able to guide them there. Yeah, thanks, Derek, and, and thanks for the chat. I really enjoyed it. Um, I think you're 100% right. The Bulls fans definitely deserve those results, uh, and, uh, and hopefully we can, we can bring it to them quite soon. Excellent. Cheers, Edgar. Thanks, Derek. Cheers, man. Thanks for listening to Inside the Game. Brought to you by Radar Media.